Hi, I'm the Ketogenic Jedi. I'm a professional geek, keto enthusiast, and I've lost nearly 100 pounds during my weight loss journey. I created this podcast to share some of my resources, insights, and inspiration that helped me achieve success. Hopefully, it can help you too on whatever health and fitness journey you are on. May the force be with you always. Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of the One with the Ketone podcast. I'm Anibal, a.k.a. the Ketogenic Jedi, and thanks for joining me today. Hope your day is going great. Today should be a good one. We're kind of expanding on some of the things we talked about in episode one when I discussed building your belt, finding your karate belt that will propel you on your goals and on your journey. So I had mentioned in my last podcast that the belt that kind of started my journey, the skill set that I wanted to hone in on to then take with me along my health and fitness journey was keto. So keto was the one diet, the one thing that started this journey that really got things moving for me, that really propelled myself on that path to success. So a lot of questions I get is, how did you start keto? Why did you start keto? And what are the actual practical things that you use to get started on the right track when it comes to the ketogenic diet? So that's what I want to do today is just spend time first talking about why I started keto and what that looked like. Because as I stated in the last episode, I actually have been working on this journey for three years, since 2017. And I did a lot of different things, but it took me a while to actually find that first real belt that was going to get me to the path of black belt and achieving my health and fitness goals. And that was keto. And keto didn't happen, honestly, until recently. I had had a lot of tools in place when it comes to, quote unquote, eating healthy and, and staying fit, but things just weren't refined and I didn't feel like I was finding the best method for me and what fit my lifestyle at the time. And that's where keto came in. So we'll start with the why and then we'll move into the actual how. So how did I actually get started with keto? I'm gonna do my very best to provide you guys with practical resources and things you can actually visit and go to. And there are still things that I refer to and still tools that I use today, um, which is something that is important to stay on top of you know, your lifestyle or your, your journey or whatever that may be. So we'll start with the why and then we'll move on to the how. And then after that, I'm going to just be giving you just some tips, uh, some things that I wish that I knew then that I know now. So just a few tips to stick to when you're still can't get the words out, tongue twister there. (laughs) Just some tips to stick to um, when you're starting out the diet that may help you or that I think may be kind of a little, um, kind of a cheat, if you will, some kind of cheat code that will allow you to better get started on that right path when it when it comes to keto. So pretty keto-focused podcast today, but overall, I think it'll be beneficial just to get another perspective on how keto worked for me and kind of how I applied it. And if you've been doing keto for a little bit, you may hear things that are familiar. If you are new and you're not even sure about what keto is all about, then hopefully you'll get something from it. But even if you have been doing keto for, for a while, maybe you'll hear something and say, oh man, maybe I could try that out or take that with me. Whatever works, as long as I can be a helpful resource to you guys, that that's all good with me. So let's just get right into it and let's talk about 
the why, the why, why I started keto. So as I stated, I had been working on this journey, or I have been working on this journey for about three years. And what I was doing that gave me some sort of success was that I was sticking to what I thought were the traditional guidelines when it comes to uh, getting in shape, which would be obviously exercising sufficiently. But then also too, when it came to diet, I was doing very low fat, um, moderate carbohydrates, and then obviously getting uh, my sufficient protein as well. So I did that for a while, saw some success, but I wasn't really feeling very satisfied with my meals. Um, I was still very hungry and I wasn't seeing results really as fast as I would like to. So then that's when I started looking into intermittent fasting, um, which is something we could get into more detail on a later episode. But essentially, I was just basically only eating in certain time periods within the day, trying to get all of my calories for the day within one period to help accelerate fat burning uh, to then see results at kind of more of a quicker pace. So I was doing intermittent fasting, eating what I thought was the traditional way of eating to help get in shape, which may work for a lot of people. Um, And it did work for me for a little bit of time, but then I started to kind of plateau a little bit. And I noticed that when I was coming out of my fasting windows and it was time to eat, I was basically just binging and eating an excess amount of calories, an excess amount of carbs, then also too not really working out as much, which also then led me to actually gain more weight. And it was in this time when I started to realize that something has to change. If I really want to try to get results, but also do something that fits my lifestyle right now and do something that can actually feel like a formative change that I'm making, I have to start looking elsewhere. So I had heard around here and there from different kind of acquaintances and friends that this keto diet was very popular and that it was a way to lose a lot of weight quickly and that it's been successful with a lot of different people. But again, I didn't know if it was something that would work for me. Like I said before, everyone's body is different. Um, We're all unique. So I wasn't sure how my body would take to it. I also didn't really know what the extent of it. I heard keto here, keto there. Didn't really know what it meant. So I had a little closer conversation with one of my coworkers who was doing it, and I noticed that he had lost a significant amount of weight. And he stated, yeah, it's basically you restrict carbs down, something happens to your body, and you burn fat a lot quicker, and you lose a lot of weight a lot faster. And that was about the extent of what I knew. I knew low carb, and I knew that something happens in your body that causes fat burning to happen. And so sounded interesting. I never really had thought about how carbohydrates impact my body before I really hadn't I always had the mindset that carbs were fairly good in most cases for energy for feeling satisfied with your meals so carbs was always something that was just natural it was something that was just part of my everyday meals being without it was something that I couldn't really think of and I thought too low carb when I started to think about what exactly are carbs or what what types of foods have carbs in them And I started thinking about your pizzas and your breads and your rice and pastas. And then that's mentally where I started to kind of push away and become apprehensive. I started to think, well, man, all these things that I have to give up, all these things that I have to give away that I love, that I, that I, 
that I use, that I eat, that taste so good, that do so much for me, at least that's what I thought, I had to lose all these and give these away. And you know, that was, that looking back, that's kind of the wrong mindset. And that's where I go back to when it comes to transformation, it has to be of your mind and of your body and preferably of your mind first. I had to change my way of thinking and start realizing that it's gonna be more of what I can have focus on what I can have and focus less on what I can't have. I think we tend to do that when it comes to diets, when it comes to making a change to our diet, making a change to our eating lifestyle and everything. I think we tend to have the mindset of all the things that we can't have. Oh man, I'm going to be without this and I'll be without this food. I won't have access to this food. How am I going to survive with this food? But if we change it and change our outlook And think about it as, look at all the extra things that I can have, that I can try out, that I'll be able to eat all the time. And I'll get into more detail when we talk about kind of the how when it comes to keto and what foods that actually looks like. So I had to do a little bit of changing in my mindset because I was apprehensive about trying it out, but still, you know, somewhat interested. So I texted around to a couple other people that I knew that had been doing it and they gave me more of the scoop. And what I took away from it again was low carb and and an emphasis on a process that happens in your body that that helps you accelerate fat burning. So with that information, and this kind of blends into the how portion of how I did keto and how I started things out. After talking to my friends and coworkers and getting an idea of what it entails, then I went and I did the research. And I think this is so important when you're starting out is getting the research, reading about it. I think this plays actually, I think this has value in really any portion really. It's always good to get an additional perspective. See it from a different perspective. Check out the pros, check out the cons, and really see if it's something that's going to be a fit for you. If this is a diet that you're going to be living with for the next couple months, even years, I think it's something you want to take the time to really do the research, see what type of things you're going to be able to have access to, see what's going to happen in your body when this starts occurring, really get the research and make sure it's the right fit for you because this is something that's important. It's your health. So that's what I did. I went online and I read about the diet. I read about the pros. I read about the cons. I read about what exactly happens to your body when you start the ketogenic diet. And that's where I come across a couple of different resources. So one of the first things I did, which was suggested to me, is to check out an episode of a specific episode of a podcast. So some of you may be familiar with Joe Rogan. Um, He's a commentator and he also has a podcast where he has a slew of different types of guests and they talk about different, any type of different areas. But on this specific one, he had a gentleman named Dom D'Agostino and Dom is one of the leading advocates for the ketogenic diet and he gives a really good breakdown of not only what happens to your body when you do the diet, but also to all of the different types of benefits that can come from keto beyond just weight loss. And he's doing some really amazing stuff right now in the world of the ketogenic diet and how it applies to like survival with the military and how the use of ketones can help you function better cognitively. Excuse me. And he's doing a lot of cool stuff. And that was one of the first people I listened to. Now, he does... It's not really broken down in like 
uh, very simple terms. Some of the terms can be a little bit advanced, but it's a good kind of entryway to kind of get an input on what keto is, what happens to your body on like a molecular level, and kind of nerd out about that side of it. And also just see too all of the expanding type of research and all the other broader benefits that the ketogenic diet can have. So I started with listening to that podcast. It's fairly long. It's about three hours. And like I said before, I'll do my best to actually provide these resources. If I can find the actual episode link, because I believe it's on YouTube, I'll post that link in the description of this podcast, as well as any other resources that I mention in this in this episode today. So I watched that podcast, got a lot of good information. And I think the next resource that was so great for me when it comes to doing research is perfectketo.com. If you follow my Instagram page, I uh, can't speak highly enough about Perfect Keto and their products and what they do to support the ketogenic diet and support your journey and provide you with as many resources when it comes to actual articles or actual Um, list and things like that, but then also providing you with actual supplements as well as foods and snacks and things that can help you on your ketogenic journey. And Perfect Keto has an ultimate keto guide for beginners. And I actually have that linked on my Instagram page in my bio. You can find the link for that. But like I said, I'll also link it in the description of this episode. But on there, they break down everything you need to know about starting the diet with what types of foods you should eat, what types of food to stay away from, what exactly is the ketogenic diet, which is something I'm actually going to do in a second here, just so you have an idea. And they break it down in a nice, easy to digest kind of way, pun intended, I guess. But they break it down for you so it's easy to understand. You can follow through and it's something you can always go back to if you need to later. And I find myself going back to it as well, as well as when people ask me, Um, or tell me that they're interested in starting the ketogenic diet, this is one of the first things I send them to just to get an idea and then I let them know to ask me any questions based off that. But at least read that first, take it in, and then let me know what kind of questions or concerns that you may have. But that's that's kind of the why and that's kind of the beginning of the how um, I started keto. So the first portion of it was making that mental mindset change was doing the research, getting getting different perspectives, getting different viewpoints, getting some more control. I think that's key, is that you want to get control of, or I guess control of, I can put it into an analogy, get control of the driver, get control of the driver's wheel or the driver's seat, get control of the car before you go on this weight loss journey. Because if you don't have control, if you don't have, if you're not mentally in the right place, if you don't feel like there's a sense of structure or there's a plan for it, things can kind of fall and you can kind of get derailed. So having a plan, having a map, if we stick to the car analogy of where you're going to start this plan is is so important. And that's what I did. So I did the research. I found out what type of foods I can have. And I was like so excited to see the type of foods that you could have on the ketogenic diet because there's an emphasis on low carb, but then there's also an emphasis on higher healthy fats, also more satiating meats, different fattier cuts of different meats and proteins and things like that. So I was very excited once I changed the mindset and realized, oh, look at all these things I'm able to have versus look at all the things I'm, I'm going to be restricted from and I can't have. So before we move on with the more on kind of the how I started the diet, I wanted to just give a breakdown of what exactly is the keto diet. And I'm going to be reading straight from an excerpt from one of another one of my other great resources when it comes to 
um, doing this diet and something that was so helpful for me. And like I said, I'll be linking this in the description. But it's this book called Keto Answers. It's um, it's made by Anthony Gustin and Chris Irwin. And this book is the, I call it like my dictionary, kind of my encyclopedia of all things keto. It breaks it down in like I said, an easy to understand way. And it has everything. They took basically common keto questions that they get and they provided answers that are backed by research. So before we move any further, I just want to go through and actually talk about or just read from you uh, an excerpt from the book that talks about what is the keto diet. So you can get an, understand, an understanding and then we can then move forward on how I applied that with the keto diet. So what is a keto diet? So the short answer is the ketogenic diet is a very low carbohydrate, adequate protein, and fat diet that transitions your body to using fat and producing ketones for energy in replacement of glucose coming from carbohydrates. That's the short answer there. The long answer is the ketogenic or keto diet is a variation of a low-carb diet that is popularly used for weight loss and improving energy levels. However, the keto diet has much more to offer. Low-carb diets are becoming more popular because of research and our current health epidemic have begun to demonstrate that chronic high-carbohydrate consumption can lead to many health impairments, promote obesity, insulin resistance, and contribute to the progression of numerous diseases. What we eat determines how and what energy source is available to the body to use to carry out its various functions. The energy source being used also plays a critical role in the outcome of our overall health. For most diets, carbohydrates are the primary energy source for fuel. On a ketogenic diet, carbohydrates are restricted to a degree that triggers a response in the body to find a different fuel source to replace carbohydrates. This different source of fuel comes from our stored fat and the fat we eat. However, the brain cannot use fat directly for energy, so under these conditions, the body must produce another fuel source known as ketones or ketone bodies. Ketone bodies are produced in the liver from the breakdown of fat stored in the body. When the body is producing ketones, it is in a state of ketosis, putting the keto in ketogenic diet. Interestingly, this metabolic state of ketosis is also what occurs when the body is under conditions of fasting or starvation. Under these conditions, this transition to using stored energy to meet the energy demands of the body exists for survival. However, on a keto diet, you are not starving. Instead, you are replacing carbohydrates with fat and protein, which also allows you to still nourish your body but also achieve ketosis and mimic this state of starvation, which has so many proposed benefits. A snapshot of a keto diet done properly consists of meat, eggs, vegetables, nuts, few fruits, and healthy oils. There are numerous benefits of keto, which we will get into more in the coming chapters. Here are a few of the most notable. So some of the benefits with keto include more energy, improved brain health and function, fat loss, improved insulin sensitivity, lowered inflammation, improved blood sugar, improved mood, and disease prevention and management. So there it is there. That is the way they explain what the ketogenic diet is. So low carb, restricting your carbs enough to get your body to produce ketones, which will start burning fat for fuel. And also having an adequate amount of protein. So moving along with the how to start keto. 
one of the other key things that I would do, once you've looked at the ultimate beginner guide on perfectketo.com and you find out what type of foods that you can eat, and when it comes to different particular foods on the keto diet, at least what I like to use, if we're talking proteins, um, really most proteins are on the table. So steak, chicken, turkey, fish. Um, let's see what else is out there. Pork, um, bacon. I know that's a big one in the keto community. But most proteins are on the, on the table. Um, obviously, you want to try to stick to some more protein from like cleaner sources so if we're talking about beef we want to go with grass-fed beef if you can find pasture-raised chicken um, that's also greater pasture-raised poultry is always a good thing eggs are always great protein source as well i eat eggs every single day and then if we're talking outside of uh, proteins the other thing that i want to put emphasis on is fats because you hear this a lot that the keto diet is low carb and it's high fat. But I think there needs to be a strong emphasis on what types of fats that we're eating. And those are going to be your healthy fats. And some examples of those would be avocados, coconut oil, MCT oil, olive oil, um, ghee. Um, those are some healthy fats that we want to incorporate into the diet when it comes to keto. So not only restricting carbs, we also want to focus on those healthy fats. So if I was starting out or when I did start out, and what I still do today is protein pretty much stayed the same. My protein intake, I never really had many issues with my protein intake, so that pretty much stayed the same. But when it comes to healthy fats, I wanted to put an emphasis on making sure I was getting healthy fats. Because yes, you could use butter, you could use cheese, you are going to get fat from those sources. But I wanted to make sure I was getting more healthier sources for fat. So I made sure to incorporate some nuts into my meals, so some almonds, some pecans, some walnuts, um, lots of nuts into my into my meals. I also wanted to incorporate olive oil when I could, maybe in salad dressings or even with for cooking. And then also the big one, which is probably one of my favorite go-to healthy fats, would be avocados. Um, avocados are filled with so many nutrients. They're so nutrient-dense, and they are a nice source of healthy fat. Now, one thing I will say is that you don't have to stress on the fats, um, including maybe one healthy fat with one of your meals, honestly, probably will be sufficient because you're going to be getting fat from other sources as well. If you're eating snacks in between meals, if you're having a fat with your meals. So I tend to do uh, probably about one avocado each day, maybe two. And then I'll also have butter. I'll cook a lot of my food in butter. And that's usually where I get the majority of my fat. But that was one thing I wanted to start out with is really honing in, focusing on what type of healthy fat source I wanted to use and also to um, how much I wanted to use that. And when it comes to moderation, when it comes to planning out, one big key thing on how I started keto was that I started to track what I was taking in. So I got a fitness, I got a calorie, well, I should say a meal tracking application that was geared towards keto itself. And the main one that I used was called Carb Manager. It's on Android and it's also on iOS. It's the Carb Manager app. And from there, you can actually track all your macro or your macronutrients. So you can track how much protein you're taking in, how much fat you're taking in for the day, and also, too, how many uh, carbohydrates you're also taking in for the day. And it breaks it down in kind of a very visually pleasing type of way. And it also tracks your calories. Because one thing to remember is that when you are eating higher fat, 
that's going to equal higher calories. And we still want to make sure we're keeping track of our calories because if you overeat on calories and you're not necessarily burning a lot of calories, that can lead to um, some weight gain. It can also just kind of slow progress, which obviously we don't want to do. So this app has it all together. So I'll be sure to link Carve Manager. And no, I don't have any sponsorships or anything with them. It's just an app that I found that's really helpful. I think there's another tracking app that's just called Keto that's out there that I've also seen um, really good reviews from. And I know people that have used it and have had success. But for me personally, I use Carve Manager. It has a tool in there, like most um, calorie counting apps, where you can scan the barcode of a particular item. And it'll give you a grade on how well that is or how well of a carb grade or how well of an impact it will have on you. So if it's something that's more low carb or maybe no carb, it'll give you an A. If it's something that's a little bit higher in carbs, it'll give you like a C or a D and it'll tell you to either limit it, strictly limit it, or just not or avoid it altogether. So very helpful tools like tools to keep you on track. Excuse me. And that's another key thing is tracking calories, counting calories, Tracking your macros, I think, is extremely important when you're first starting out the diet. Not only does it give you more of an overview of what your day looks like, what your meals, and what impact those meals have on your body, it just gives you a little bit more control over things. So you can see, you can plan out your day. I used to go in and add what I was planning to eat that day into my calorie tracking app, and it was already just laid out for me. And you can also, te- you can also see, too, that you have a nice full view of how many carbs you have left for the day. So if you have a day where maybe you haven't um, had many carbs, well, if you're thinking about having a snack or thinking about having additional meal, you have a little bit of room there, which can be a little bit less of a stressor, which I think is really good. So, and that's the key thing here. It breaks down your proteins, it breaks down your carbs, and it breaks down how how many fats you had. Now, one thing I also wanted to highlight when it comes to starting keto, We know that with keto, and as I mentioned when I read the excerpt from the book, we need to restrict our carbohydrates so our body can be kicked into that ketosis mode where it's burning fat for fuel. And we need to restrict it enough to get into that that point. And that's where restricting carbs, it's going to be a gauge depending on your body. So like I said, everyone's different, everyone's unique. So it depends on your body. So for me, I restricted my carb intake to 20 grams of carbs per day. Um, that was my my intake that I did. But for some, some people can allow more. Some people will have to do less. It's always a way of feeling your body, seeing what's best for you. But for me, I started at 20 grams per day. So you could start there in the app, set it to 20 grams, and then track it and see how your results go. But I can't stress enough how tracking and keeping track of your macros, logging what you're eating, it's so beneficial. And it helps It helps you become more of an eye. It helps open your eyes to what ingredients are in foods or what impact different foods have. I would end up scanning something that I thought was fairly healthy or I thought would aid me on keto, and then I would get back such a poor grade and realize how many calories or how much carbs are actually in something. So it was a little bit of an eye-opener to see because I'll be honest, there are a lot of carbs in a lot of different foods, and a lot of foods are very high-carb out there, a lot of snacks, a lot of the foods that we go to are high carb. So always, always check those labels. And I stress it on my Instagram, Uh, checking labels, checking nutrition facts. It's so key. Um, And like I said, it's pretty interesting to always see. Sometimes now I kind of nerd out 
And when I go to stores, I'll end up just guessing what the carb count is just by looking at what it is and trying to see what it is just because, I don't know, it's a fun nerdy thing for me to do, but it's crazy to think that something that wouldn't have carbohydrates in it, it'll have this excess amount of carbs. And I think that's where the trouble comes in is that it's not necessarily saying that carbs are bad. I don't want to say carbs are bad. There are definitely beneficial uses for carbohydrates. The issue is that we have been using carbs in excess for so long. Carbs are just in large amounts in all the foods that we eat. And because of that excess amount of carbs, it's had an adverse effect on a lot of our bodies and it's hindered us from getting in shape and it's hindered us from losing weight. So, and that's what the ketogenic diet does. It stresses on limiting those carbs and not having them in excess. It's not that you're not gonna be able to have carbs forever or you can't enjoy certain things that have carbs. It's just about moderation and pulling that back to let your body do the work to help you burn fat and help you feel better. So that was my second tool. So my first one was doing the research. That's how I started keto, doing the research, reading about it, learning about what exactly the ketogenic diet is, how it affects my body. The next thing was tracking apps. That was the next big thing, is the tracking app and doing that. Next, uh, the big thing, was for how I did keto um, after I did the tracking app is just set goals for yourself. You know, set goals is, uh, setting goals is a huge thing. So see where you wanna be at, set goals, and you can set goals in the way, well the way I did it is I set goals in the form of weight loss. So what I did was every week I would weigh myself on the scale and see where I was at see how much weight I was losing, see what was happening, just to give me an indication if what I was doing was actually working out. Now, don't get me wrong, when you start the ketogenic diet, you are going to feel different things. If things are going right and they're going as planned, you will start to feel different. And that is because your body has been using carbohydrates as the primary fuel source for years and years and years. You think when we first we're born, um, you know, we're fed carbohydrates to help get our body going, to get our energy going, to get our growth going. So when you restrict carbs down to a large amount just overnight, your body's going to take a little hit for that and it's going to be a little bit surprised and it's going to want more carbohydrates. So you will go through some changes there. So not only when you set goals, you'll want to see a physical change whether that's in the mirror, whether that's with clothes, whether that's on the scale, you'll also feel a change. But if you're feeling a change as well, don't be alarmed because that is part of the process. And I'll touch on some tips later on about um, when it comes to the different changes your body, your body goes through, um, some things we can do to remedy that. Because there is, some, there is a situation that can happen known as the keto flu that comes from when you restrict carbohydrates so quickly because you have to think about it we eat an excess of carbohydrates pretty much all the time i mean in a single meal you could have you know up to i don't know anywhere from 60 to 80 grams of carbohydrates and you're restricting to 20 grams or less in one whole day so you got to you got to think about it and be prepared that your body is going to go through a change and just have the mindset to stick it out and know that this is going to be for the better. And like I said, there are ways to remedy this. There are ways to feel better and keep you going strong on your journey. And just to reiterate, so how I got started into keto, we started with doing the research, uh, learning about what I could have, what I couldn't have, um, learning about how it affects my body, uh, implementing a tracking app where I was able to track my macros, make sure I was getting the right balance of protein, the right balance of fats, and the right balance of carbohydrates. 
and then also next setting goals for myself and I want to just reiterate something when it comes to setting goals for me I set the goal of weight loss so I every week I went in I checked my weight logged my weight so I could make sure I was on the right track but there's other ways that you can gauge your success or your progress and I think that's something that's really important because I think we sometimes live or die by the scale and we use the scale or the weight as our main uh, indicator if we're doing well or progressing and that's why I mentioned before it's a lot about how you feel as well because your clothes might start to fit looser you might start to notice visually that your face is starting to look a bit thinner or certain areas of your body are starting to look a bit thinner so really latch onto those and and realize that those are that is progress as well the scale may not show it the first couple weeks but if you're you're feeling something different try to be in tune with your body and feel um, that change because it could be something that is going to be beneficial for you so that's kind of the gist of how i got started with keto and i'm sure there's little tiny details here and there that i could be throwing in and as time goes on if there are specific questions about certain things you're wondering about um, definitely reach out to me on my instagram and i can try to dig a little bit deeper Um, but one thing i wanted to throw out there because i get this question too a lot is so what does you started keto like what was a typical day of eating like for me so one thing i will say and i don't necessarily think that you have to do this but this was something that i was already doing and i was already adapted to so i just implemented it with my keto diet but i also did intermittent fasting um, when i started keto so i did intermittent fasting and then when it was time for my time window i did my keto diet um, just to help kind of even accelerate that ketone production even more in my body and get me kind of quicker into ketosis so I could burn fat off and really start seeing those benefits quickly. I wanted to kind of kickstart myself into that fat burning mode. So I would have about two meals a day and then maybe have like a, a snack or two in between the day. So my first meal typically would be like a breakfast-ish kind of meal. So I would have probably about like three eggs or so and um, three eggs And then I would have um, an avocado or I would have eggs and bacon Um, or even some days I would have eggs, bacon and avocado. Um, So I got my protein in there. I got my healthy fat, got a little bit more fat in there. Then I would usually cook the eggs and butter as well. So that would be my first meal. Um, Sometimes a snack would be um, usually like a whole food snack. So that would be like some nuts, like a handful of almonds. Um, I bought these individually packed 100 calorie packs of nuts at at Aldi's so I maybe have one of those as a snack or I'll have some low-carb fruit which I didn't actually mention earlier so there are fruits and veggies that are definitely low-carb some of the veggies that I tend to lean more towards would be greens so like spinach and kale um, broccoli um, we have asparagus Brussels sprouts Um, those are some of the things that I tended to have Uh, here and there and then also fruits I would have as a snack as well so fruit I would lean on would be like a lot of berries so strawberries blueberries raspberries blackberries Um, sometimes I would also add in smoothies as well but just starting out I tried to keep it as simple as possible so really just stick to you know that first meal the eggs bacon the avocado my snack would just be nuts or berries and then for dinner I would usually have some sort of larger protein source, which would be like a chicken breast, usually uh, grilled or uh, seared on the pan with some butter, or I would have salmon or maybe some steak. And then I would have maybe greens with that as well, or maybe another avocado or half an avocado just to get some extra fat in there. And that would really be 
typically my day. And because I was eating more of a higher fat content and more calories, I ended up being more full and more satiated. So I wasn't actually getting the cravings to eat more. And and that's a big thing with carbs is carbs are kind of just empty, empty sources of, of nutrients. It doesn't really do much for craving, for cravings and your hunger. So when you do the keto diet, you're eating so much more fats and you're eating more kind of fatty foods. It just feels a lot more satiating and it gets you feeling a lot more uh, fuller, which ultimately helps you eat a little bit less. And of course, I was tracking my calories through my tracking app. So then I was also making sure that wasn't going over on calories so I could still stay in a deficit. Because when you stay in a calorie deficit, that also will help you uh, burn fat and, and lose weight as well. So that's pretty much... When it, how it comes to how I did keto. Um, that's kind of, and I stood on that trend for uh, the first few months of really being, you know, somewhat pretty strict with sticking with a general grouping of foods and trying to snack as healthy and as simple as I could with nuts and berries. And I just kind of carried that out until I started really seeing full results and really getting nice and comfortable and letting my body adapt to this new diet which will then in turn become a lifestyle for me um, as I went on. So now I wanted to just move to some tips that I have. So these are certain things that I didn't know then that I know now that I think is worth sharing if you're just starting out. So the first thing, I kind of highlighted it early before, but when you're starting the diet, really focus on what you can have and not what you can't have. Because there's so many times when people ask me, oh, you're doing keto? Oh, I heard you can't have pizza anymore or you can't have eggs or bread. Like how, or eggs, you could definitely have eggs, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I got eggs on the brain, I'm getting hungry. But there's people, when you tell them you're doing keto, they say, oh, you can't have bread? Oh man, I could never have, I can never do without bread or I can't do without a pizza or I can't do without potatoes. And they focus on what you can have. And like I said, when you're doing this diet, if you're gonna go all in and start it, really try to hone in on the things that you can have. Try to change that outlook and make it a little bit more positive spin and say, look, look, I can have more bacon. I love bacon. Obviously, as always, I can't stress enough, moderation is key. So, because if you go crazy on bacon every day, you have bacon with every single meal, those calories are gonna add up and we're not necessarily getting all the valuable nutrients that keep us going and keep that energy energy going throughout the day. But the good thing is you can focus on other foods that you can have within this diet. So stick to what you can have and not focus on what you can't have when you're starting the diet. The next big one, and this goes back to what I was saying when I was talking about how you will be feeling during the diet. And when you restrict your carbohydrates, right, and you go from eating 60 to 80 grams in a day to now restricting that to only 20 grams in a day, um, your body's gonna be going through different changes. One thing carbohydrates are used for are electrolytes, and that is a prime source of energy. So electrolytes like sodium, magnesium, potassium, those type of electrolytes are uh, found in many carbohydrates. That's why if you see like heavy bodybuilders or people who like to lift weights or try to gain muscle, they'll do, um, the term that's called carbo loading, where they eat a lot of carbs to help kind of get that energy going, get those electrolytes going. Well, when you sufficiently, when you, sorry, when you uh, drop your carbohydrates drastically, you're gonna lose a lot, of, a lot of electrolytes. So there, what is an important tip for me is to supplement electrolytes. Find ways to get electrolytes when you're starting out and also just stay hydrated in general. So they kind of go together. So drink a lot of water, stay hydrated, and then also to 
uh, supplement with electrolytes. There are a lot of sources of electrolytes out there, but what people usually think about when they think about electrolytes is like Gatorade and those like sports drinks. Yes, they do have electrolytes in them, but I will say, at least in my experience, they don't nearly have the the appropriate amount of electrolytes that you would need to re replenish the lack of carbs that you have. So what I would stick to is an actual electrolyte supplement. Some examples of those, and I've posted some of these on my Instagram, but Perfect Keto has electrolyte capsules that you can take. So you can take like one or two capsules, as well as there's also a brand called Ultima, which makes a powder that you can pour into your drinks that will get you enough electrolytes. And it's really just whatever works for you. Some people like doing uh, capsules. Some people like to do more of a powder drink. Um, I will mix and go between both uh, because I like the variety from time to time. I think the powders are nice too because they come in a variety of different flavors. So if we're talking about Ultima, they have like um, they have lemon, they have raspberry, so a little bit more fruity flavors to kind of give you some more variety to what you're drinking. And the other thing I wanted to touch on when it comes to like those typical sports drinks like Gatorade or Powerades, the other thing too is not only do they have a very low amount of electrolytes, but also too the ingredients in them sometimes can be a lot more um, heavy on the carbs, more heavy on the sugar. So you have to be mindful of that, which those other more, more pure electrolyte uh, sources like the capsules or the actual electrolyte powder, those have a lot more cleaner ingredients and also they uh, have a sufficient amount of electrolytes. So it's very important to replenish those electrolytes. That's a huge tip that I wish I knew before because when you have limited electrolytes in your system um, and you're playing very high intensity type of workouts or playing high intensity sports or something like that, you can get dehydrated very quickly. And this kind of bleeds into my next uh, tip that I have, which is focus on your diet the first month. And then after that first month, once once you're comfortable with the diet, once you feel like you have control, then start factoring in some, some more intensive exercise. Um, in that first month of the diet, you can definitely like have nice, um, more less intense walks or things like that. But I wouldn't do any type of high intensity sports or any type of um, heavy, you know, hit training or anything like that in the gym um, just quite yet. I think for one, um, your body's still adjusting. And like I said, you don't want to be uh, dehydrated with those lack of electrolytes if you're not supplementing enough. And I speak about this from experience. Um, you know, I was about two or three weeks into my keto journey and I went and played a heavy, like three hour game of basketball sweating like crazy and I didn't feel the best afterwards and I think that was because of the lack of electrolytes that I was getting because I wasn't actually supplementing with electrolytes I was actually just using like Gatorade and a lot of water so if I could give advice now knowing that information I would say definitely look into electrolytes it's going to be worth uh, getting those and using those especially when you're starting out and the other reason too, when it comes to electrolytes and replenishment of those things as well, is when your body's going through that change of being restricted with carbs, that's when you get those symptoms of the keto flu that people refer to. So you can start getting flu-like symptoms. You can feel groggy, you feel tired, um, your head can hurt. You just feel like you're maybe sick. Something just feels off. And that's because of those lack of electrolytes that you're getting. And that's why supplementing those electrolytes is so important. So. I can't stress that enough, as you can tell. Um, supplement those electrolytes. Look for those early on um, so that way you can stay hydrated. But focusing on the diet the first month, it gives yourself that time 
to really hone in and find a routine and find something you're comfortable with for the diet before you have to worry about a workout schedule, before you have to worry about creating workouts and things like that um, to get that portion of it. I think the diet alone and the change in restricting carbs, that's going to be enough for you to start seeing some progress. And then the exercise is just going to come in to get you some more cardio um, get you some more movement. Um, don't get me wrong, movement is definitely important, but I think on the first month you can give it some time and really hone in on that diet. And it's just a, less of a stressor when you don't have to also worry about how are you going to do those exercises? Are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to do something at home? Are you going to walk around the block? Are you going to run around the block? All that can become a little bit more stressful. So just really hone in on that diet, get all the right key things, work out the kinks in that diet plan. And then once you hit that month, you'll already be seeing results and you'll be on your way and then you'll be moving on to different types of workouts and fitting in that exercise because I do believe, as they say, um, exercises or when it comes to getting in shape, um, a big portion of it is the diet and then another side portion of that is also working out and exercise. And then the third tip that I have when it comes to more in the realm of starting out with the keto diet is to stick to whole food snacks. Um, snacking is something that I definitely do. I fit in snacks, as I stated before. When I did keto in the beginning, I stuck with just having like berries and nuts. That was basically my main form of snacks when I first started keto. And I definitely suggest that because there are a lot of keto-friendly snacks out there. And it can be a little bit overwhelming at first. You don't really know where to turn to. You don't really know what ingredients are best. Um, it can even seem hard to believe that you could eat a cookie and still be in ketosis and things like that. So I'd say in the first month, just focus on whole food sources. And what I mean by that is like single ingredient sources, like just nuts, just berries, nothing that's processed or, or has multiple ingredients or that takes multiple ingredients to create. Just stick to those whole food snacks as you go on. And then once you get past that first month and you've seen a good steady amount of results, then go ahead and move into snacks. I'm actually thinking about doing... Uh, a full episode where I talk about cheat meals and also just snacking on keto and what that looks like and what the perception is on cheating and and how I feel about that. So definitely stay tuned for that that conversation. But those are about my tips that I have. I think those are more of the vital things that come into play when you're just starting out the keto diet. And those are things that worked for me as well. And hopefully there was some information in there that you found useful, something that you can take away from it. But that's pretty much what it is there. I could probably go on and on going through the different details of how you know how I started or the little in-between things that happened. But I just wanted to give you kind of a gist of why I started the keto diet, first starting with the why and then moving into how I started the keto diet. And then also just giving some tips on things to do if you're just starting out the ketogenic diet. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of the One with the Ketone podcast. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I've gotten some feedback on my Instagram, which has been very nice. If you are interested in checking out my day-to-day activities, day-to-day meals, what I like to eat, what I like to bake, what I like to cook, some of the different uh, companies that um, I do promote that I think are doing good things in the realm of the keto community, And also, too, I like to share a lot of motivation on my Instagram page for those who are also on this journey with me, and hopefully it can be a source of inspiration and motivation for you to keep moving forward. So if you're interested in checking out the Instagram, 
it's the underscore ketogenic underscore Jedi. And you can find me there. You can reach out, give me any feedback, say hello. Um, let me know what's working for you. Um, you know, let me know if you have any questions. I'm certainly here to help. And like I said, this podcast is available. It's going. It's um, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker. Um, so as I keep going, as we keep getting this started, the podcast is becoming more and more available. So definitely feel free to share it. If someone isn't particularly on a certain platform, have them look in other platforms for that because I'm trying to make this as available as I can. And um, hopefully I can keep getting feedback and, and keep keep this thing going because I'm definitely enjoying doing it. And hopefully you can take something away from this and, and uh, it'll be successful for whatever journey you may be on. But there you have it. That's the latest episode, and I'll be back very soon to dig more into this this journey that that we're on, this challenge, this getting our belts, perfecting the belts, and and working toward those goals that we may have at this point in time. So I wish everyone the very best. Um, Make the most of each day. Remember, you strive for progress, not perfection.